Welcome to Hell, California, the podcast. Thank you for joining us. I'm your host and narrator, Mike Brennan. Hell, California is an anthology crime show. Each episode is an intriguing original tale of hard-boiled crime fiction. Noir stories all set in the same mysterious, mythical California border town. It was developed by a team of six writers who came together in March of 2020, working virtually during the pandemic. The following story contains depictions of graphic violence, profanity, and content of a highly sexual nature. This podcast is only intended for mature audiences. Orpheus, Part 1 Written by Ryan Thomas Riddle I-5 South Day. Beat to hell Toyota on the side of the interstate, slightly overheated. Smoke puffs from under the hood. A figure leans against the car, tenor sacks in hand, dented lip. Blurts out like a tormented animal. Omar, mixed Filipino, stylish on no budget. Tow truck pulls over. Hey there, fella. You need some help? Mm, nah. She needs a cool down before I get back on the road. Where are you headed? Omar nods to a highway sign. Distances to Los Angeles, 280 miles. San Diego, 391 miles. And finally, hell, 410 miles. Hell? Driver drives off. Exterior, south side, halfway house, late night, a dilapidated neighborhood out in the sticks of Hell County. Cargo van rumbles down a side road towards a large, nondescript house. Its only prominent feature, garish purple doors. The van pulls up into a covered carport besides the house. Waiting with his ear and his cell phone is Garth, a silver fox in tight designer jeans. Yeah, yeah, I know about... Look, just forget about him. Thick, beefy goon gets out. I don't give a damn about that punk. Get me my parcel. Garth ends the call. These them? Yep. Some didn't make it. We got three girls, five boys, all fresh. Guess about 17, 19 years old. Uh, Two or about 20 something. (laughs) Could use a bath. We know the deal? Best as I could. Espanol's a little weak sauce, though, there, boss. Goon opens the doors. Hispanic females and males sit on the bare metal floor of the van exhausted from a harrowing trek. Welcome. 
You'll be fed and given shelter, but until your debt is gone, you work for us. Understand? Some exchange nervous looks. Goon empties the van. Send the older boys to the ranch for training. Hold on, hold on. Garth grabs the smallest of the males. Yeah, this one, uh, this one we can use tonight. The kid looks back at Garth, anxious and frightened. Interior Omar's car before dawn. Sleepy eyes from driving all night. Omar reaches for his smokes on the dash, lights the cigarette, takes a drag. Interior San Francisco apartment, flashback, a Glock 22. Omar slams a magazine into the gun, sacks case on the bed. The top is thick with a bulbous gun-sized bump, a hidden compartment near the bottom. Omar opens it. Serious? You're taking that? I don't even like having guns in the house. Omar's brother is in the doorway. Just a little security. So what are you going to do when you get there? I booked a gig, a comeback or a jumpstart on one. I told you that. At gunpoint? Omar pushes the inner case top. A spring-loaded gun holster pops out. Omar slides the Glock into place. No, but like I said, security. You get in trouble down there, little bro. I'm not bailing you out again. Interior Omar's car, sunrise. Omar flicks his cigarette out the window, spies a freeway sign that says, Hell, California, population 107,686. The sign is graffitied with a three-headed dog. Interior and exterior of Omar's car as he's driving through hell. The buildings, decades out of fashion, strip malls, the burnt-out denizens going to and fro about their day. White business types stride past minority street workers. Hispanic teens sitting on the curb. Cops surround them. Past the South Side halfway house, noticing the front doors. He recognizes it and painful memories sting him. Omar pulls up to a corner bodega, parks. Inside the bodega, Omar enters, sacks case slung over his chest. Now, the news at the top of the Find you something? Oh, um, I'm cool. Just gonna grab a coffee. Okay, well, let me know. A drug overdose played a role in a man found dead on the train tracks by the old mission today. City officials say there's been a spike in ODs among the Latin and Black communities. Omar sets the coffee on the counter takes his wallet out and sees a Confederate flag sticker on the till. A pack of reds, please. Another meth head, probably. You know, I heard they lace that stuff with fentanyl. Stupid fuckers. Why you want to get high on shit that'll kill you? I, I don't know, man. I'm just trying to buy some smokes. 1035. You know all them other ODs? All faggots. Tweakers. Every one of them. They'll hang out at that old hotel like rats. Omar grabs him by the collar. You look familiar. I've seen you there before. I'm sure of it. The fuck, man? I got a shotgun under here. Oh, I'm sure you'd like to blow me. Yeah, I've seen you. All you bigoted assholes like to chub in your mouth. 
Let me guess. Land boys? Asians? Nah, big racist redneck like you. Probably like the black boys. Fuck off! Thank you for the smokes. Get the change. Omar exits. Interior, church meeting room. A 20-year sobriety chip tours the room going from hand to hand before landing in Omar's. Congrats to the token taker. 20 years. But I can't imagine taking that much time. I barely got 18 months strapping closer to it. Day by day. Ain't that what we're supposed to do? One day at a time. He sits in a circle of recovering addicts, some worse off than others. Omar locks eyes with a burned out beach bum, Sam. See, this is my first time home in a long while and boy, it's brought up some stuff. I mean, I know my sins, up, down and sideways. I know my part, I carry it with me every day. But I'm stuck on my eighth step, my collateral damage. So is it a bad idea to see him? Yeah, it's bad. People, places, and things. Ain't that the saying? And I don't really need to be Captain Sabaho. Guess that's my time. Thanks for letting me share. We got time for one more. Anyone else? After the meeting. Don't risk your time, man. Just stick to the program. You'll be fine. Pray on it, if need be. Thanks for the advice. Sam approaches Omar. I'm honored you've graced us with your presence. Begin to think you didn't like me. Maybe I, I smelled funny. If you stop using that drugstore cologne, maybe you wouldn't. They walk out <laughs> into the church courtyard. It's cheap. And the ladies love it. Omar pulls out his smokes, lights one. Love running from it. <laughs> it sounds like a former sponsee of mine. Well, I'm glad you're back with the program. Now, if you did what I told you before. I don't get down with I gotta do. Hey, I was just your sponsor, not your older brother. Still your choice. But you know how I say... You know, everything, everything needs, needs to, to come, come out eventually. eventually. Sooner, or later. Sooner or later. Keep it in and you'll get it twisted. So you were listening. Maybe. I'm guessing from your share, you're here more to be, what did you call it? Captain Sabaho? <laughs> nah. I got a gig at the Viper's Nest. You see him? He was in the rooms, then dropped out. Heard he was running with Marcus, those guys. Marcus still at my old place? Sam nods. But take my advice just this once. Skip this amends. Get back in your car, drive north as fast as you can until this fucking town's a speck in your rearview mirror. Did that once, and anyways... I got a gig. Omar's car. Omar sets his sax case in the passenger seat, pulls out his smartphone, dials. 
No answers. He types instead. Hey. The typing dot on his phone, and then nothing. Inside the Viper's Nest, a jazz band, the idle hands, hauls in equipment, amps, instruments, etc. Among them is Ray, the band leader and bassist. Behind the bar, restocking, is Latasha. She's the bar's Spitfire owner. Ray! He doesn't hear her as he sets down his hefty double bass. Ooh, Bessie, you're getting heavier. Getting so I can't carry you no more. Ray! Oh, Tasha, what's up? This kid, Omar. He showing up? Oh, yeah, yeah. He'll be here. Trust all Ray. He better be good. Don't I always come through, baby? If I had a nickel every time you came through, I couldn't even call collect. A crumpled stump of a young man staggers in, favoring one foot, dragging the other. His pupils like headlights. We don't open for another hour or so, huh? Look, looking for someone. Well, ain't nobody here except me in the entertainment. Uh, Omar, Omar Rodriguez, he around? Won't be for a while, kid. Can old Ray here give him a message? Young man digs into his pocket, a room key with a tag. He hands it to Ray. Um, just, just give this. He can find me. Gotta talk. See, I, I saw, you wouldn't understand. Old Ray will be sure to get it to him, okay? That okay? Okay. Thanks. Um, all right, bye. Oh, if anyone asks, I wasn't here. You don't see me. You don't know me, okay? Sure, huh? Okay. Okay. Um, see ya. The young man bolts. You better not be trouble. Exterior, apartment complex. At an apartment door, Omar tries the knob. Locked. Omar crosses the courtyard to a back gate. He walks through the gate. Creeping along the rear side of the building, Omar finds an open bedroom window. He removes his sax case, gently hoists the case to the window and sets it down inside the room. Then lifts himself up into an apartment bedroom. Omar, tiptoe and quiet-like, looks through the bedroom door and sees himself in underwear sitting on the couch. Apartment living room is a flashback. Omar alone, he's high. His sax, shiny and new, on a stand in the corner, fucking from the bedroom. Omar flicks his lighter, picks up a meth pipe, inhales. Later, Eric, Filipino, fit and compact in a jockstrap, 
walks off the bedroom encounter with the strung out young man from the viper's nest. He digs into a high top shoe. He lifts the sole, pulls out a diamond ring on a chain and puts it around his neck. Oh, never had a white daddy like that before. Hurts so good though. So it was good, big. Eric picks up the meth pipe. Big enough. Well, I'm glad. You needed some, it got a lot of it. She's so insecure. Honey, it ain't gonna grow any bigger. So, no, I'm not enough? Now she's twisting my... You do you, boo. You just gonna ignore me now? You know what? Go make me a shot. Yeah, because it's all about what you want. Go get the shot! Fine, 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 whatever. Omar rummages through a drawer. Inside the drawer in the kitchen, there are needles, a huge sack of crystal meth, smaller drug baggies, also his Glock 22. Omar pulls out the sack and a couple of needles. Hurry the fuck up. Get off of my ass. Eric grabs the sacks. He hurls the instrument. Do I have to do everything? She's so useless, just like her dick. Omar turns, gun in hand. Eric doesn't flinch and puts his forehead onto the barrel. Present day, needles, baggies of meth and heroin, a black shaving bag, a rubber tourniquet, all litter the coffee table. The person on the couch isn't Eric. It's Marcus, a convulsion. He starts choking. Omar considers. Do I save him or not? Then... Oh, fuck it. He lifts Marcus's head to stop him from choking. He rummages through the shaving bag. Asshole, you gotta have some. He finds the right vial. He uncaps an unused needle. Omar jabs the needle into Marcus's arm. Marcus starts. Oh, what the, what the fully fuck? Mark coughs hard. Be more careful. They're putting fentanyl in that shit. Trying to be a sad statistic. Maybe I am. Seeing some shit. You know. Oh, I'll be all right. I'll be all right. Not my first rodeo. That fentanyl crap, that's some sh propaganda shit the DEA created. Why are you here, anyway? This used to be my pad. Not anymore, co-chief. Our benefactor gave it to me. Yeah, he ain't too happy with you, by the way. He don't like it when his boys run out on him. Ain't his boy. <clears throat> Got a ferret, anyway. I got out. That sounds like some remorse there, buddy. <laughs> What's your AA bullshit got to say about it? Omar picks up an unused needle from the coffee table, rolls it in his fingers. No, I, I had to do what I, I had to do. Don't miss it. Don't even think about it. Not at all. Just came back here because of a gig. That's all. 
And as soon as I'm done, I'm out of this fucking hellhole. You sure about being done? Omar pops the cap, revealing the needlepoint. Eh? Heard you seen Eric. I ain't pounding him anymore. That's what you mean. That old piece of ass is getting drilled by any bratwurst that can pay. <laughs> bratwurst, get it? <laughs> Gone soft under those tidy whities If I didn't feel like shit right now, boy, I'd put this brat in you. That <laughs> makes me gag, you know. If you clean your hood more often, you wouldn't have that problem. So, see him or not? Not lately. You, you want some Tina? No charge for old buddies give you a to-go eight ball. Omar flicks the needle across the room. It lands upright on the carpet like a lawn dart. Oh, don't be a sad statistic, Marcus. <laughs> he exits. Inside the viper's nest, Omar's sax case as the lid opens, revealing his sacks neatly snugged inside. Band at the ready on stage, Ray on bass, Merv on the piano, and a drummer. They all see the sacks. Dad gonna play? Omar steps on stage. Yeah, Bertie plays. You got a smart-ass remark or are we gonna jam? Nah. If you say she toots, then she toots. How about some Charlie Parker, like this? Sure, if you guys want to play sappy elevator music. Where'd you find this one, Ray? He all tongue. Finger that puppy like, let's get going. That all she got? Bertie just needs a warm up. Gotta ease her in. Tasha locks eyes with Omar, looking pensive as ever. Later, Omar puts his sacks away. That as good as you get? Because that was shit. He's warming up. She'll be ready by tonight. Really? Ain't the sacks is you. Where's your soul? Where's your pain? Jazz is all about bleeding on that stage. And honey, you ain't bleeding. Lady, I don't need Jazz 101. Ain't a lady? Name's Latasha and I own this joint. My patrons expect the best. And hun, you better give your all tonight. I know about the Crimson King. You pull any of that shit here? I'll drop kick your ass out the door myself. Omar snaps shut the sax case and heads out. Oh, Omar. She give you an earful, huh? <sighs> Something like that. Don't mind her. Tasha's just cranky. Well, Ray here, I got faith you'll do great. Man, I saw you at the King once. Did I mention that already? <laughs> anyway. I couldn't take my eyes off you. Well, I mean your fingering. 
I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you, Ray. I appreciate you calling me in for this. I won't let you down. I'll see you tonight. Oh shit! Hold on. Ray digs into his pockets, pulls out the room key. Here, someone left this for you. Ray hands over the key. I don't know, man. He seemed pretty messed up. Might want to steer clear. But anyway, if you want to talk about, well, anything, I'm happy to, because I'm... Uh... Thanks. He walks away, looking at the key tag, suspecting immediately who left it. Hotel Calliope, room 203. Next time on Hell California. Oh, babe, you don't look so hot. He can't go on stage like that. He's paler than a zombie. Don't worry, don't worry, don't worry. You like to have fun, right? Party? Tonight you'll have a chance to pay us back for all we've done for you. I told you, I goddamn told you. He's a liability. Why don't you just shoot him? Where'd you go, Eric? <laughs> It's my lucky day. A hottie and free drugs. Sign me the fuck up. I can go on. Birdie will too. Oh, oh yeah, she will. But no fucking Charlie Parker. All Coltrane. Just Coltrane. Follow Hell California on at Hell California on Twitter and Hell, California, an anthology crime show on Facebook. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, Hell, California, an anthology crime show, for watch party live reading events of each episode recording. For further inquiries or requests to be added to our mailing list, email us at hellcaliforniaseries at gmail.com. Hell, California is powered by Zoom Catchers. Zoom Catchers provides virtual events through video conferencing platforms. They relieve hosting and planning responsibilities from businesses and individuals to give them the power to focus on forming meaningful connections with their communities. Please consult their website at zoomcatchers.us. Thanks to our actors and performers. Hell California, the podcast, is produced by Christian Elder. It is co-produced by Jeremy Foley and Sarah O'Reilly and sound engineered by Raleigh Tomasi. This podcast was recorded under a SAG after a collective bargaining agreement. Please come and join us again. This is your host and narrator, Mike Brennan, saying, I'll see you in hell.